Hey, welcome to the Echo Youth Podcast, where we're going to talk about the Bible, how it applies to our daily lives, and have a lot of fun while we're doing it. My name is Brett Westerfield, and my wife and I are the youth pastors of Echo Youth Ministries at South Coast Christian in San Juan Capistrano, California. And I'm joined today by one of our youth leaders, Ben Wallace. Let's get it. Yo, welcome to, what is this, episode 43? Or 44, I think. I believe it's 44, boss. Why do I always mess that up? I don't know. Scope the archives. What are we looking at? I think it's 44. Because it's already saved here as 43 on my laptop, so it must be 44. So it must be 44. That's crazy. We're bumping these suckers out. Episode 44. Uh, That's great. Um, Anyways, uh, we... Are, we decided last minute that we are going to cap uh, this reading plan because the last uh, it's a great reading plan, but <laughs> the last three days of it are kind of the same thing. So last week we talked about uh, no agenda, and this week um, uh, the line that they talk about is Jesus, you don't owe me anything, which we've referenced a lot last week yep. without even knowing, and so. I'll recap that one really quick, but we basically talked about uh, talked about it last week, and then so we'll we'll skip over to week five, um, which is just f- like capping the whole thing, which is just nothing else. We um, just really want Jesus, and uh, yeah, and then we're gonna move on uh, next week. We're gonna start a new devotional, which is timely. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. It's gonna it's gonna be how do I love people I disagree with, and so we'll try and uh, kind of uh, promote um, our discussion of that um, reading plan, and sure. maybe we'll bring in some guests and things like that. And so that should be cool. Um, but uh, ooh. yeah, well, let's get right into it so that we can. Uh, Get to it, and then uh, and then we got a fun uh, churchy type draft at the end. It'll be fun. Yeah, we do. Okay. And yes. Also, last week's draft wasn't posted. Oh yeah. So that's this my week, fault. my fault, my fault. I, I didn't say it. You said it. But this week we'll have a double post on our Instagram to vote for because we don't know the verdict from last week. So you get to vote twice. So you get to vote for two different drafts. Make sure you read them both. Yes. And not think, oh, it's the same draft. Yeah, we might post them on two different days. We might do that. We might post That's one like on Monday one and then one Tuesday. on Tuesday. Okay, so let's get into this. Yeah, Psalms 23.1 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Let's go. Um, if you know Psalms 23, um, it's the Psalms that's it's probably the most famous psalm of all time. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want or I have all that I need. He leads me. By green pastures, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. or yeah, by still waters, lays me green pastures, all that kind of stuff. Um, and the and then the famous line, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for your rod and your staff they comfort me, all that kind of stuff. So that's that one. So the, the first line is very actually profound, which is um, cool with different songs like this. Uh, and the the book of Psalms is actually songs, uh, kind of put together by David and other writers and psalmists. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the the fact that there could be such profound words in a song that they sang 
um, is is so good. And so, yeah, this first first line: "The Lord is my shepherd; I have all that I need." Um, and so, the devotional is kind of like what we talked about last week: is Jesus, you don't owe me anything. And so, this is a this is a uh, area of discussion that we talk about a lot here yeah. on the podcast and at Echo Youth, where it's if Jesus did nothing else but die on the cross for my sins, it's more than I actually deserve. It's more mm-hmm. than I... Um, more than enough already. More than enough. And the other thing is, it's also the greatest gift that he could ever give. And so every other blessing I get is cool, but it does not it does not even come close to what he gave us on the cross. And um, hmm. that kind of story and thought process is... Um, kind of illustrated and amplified in the story of the lame man who was um, dropped down through the roof um, by his friends um, to meet Jesus. And Jesus, in a room full of uh, people who are wanting to learn from Jesus, in a room full of um, Pharisees and Sadducees and people um, of that time, uh, kind of... um, legalistic type folks, um, but also people who are searching miracles. So in the midst of all of that, Jesus tells this dude who his friends put him there so that he could um, be healed and stand up and walk. And Je- yeah. the first thing Jesus says is, uh, forgiven. Um, your, sin- your sins yeah, are yeah. forgiven. Your, yeah, your sins are forgiven. And everyone kind of wrestles around the room and they're like wondering what's going on and and the, even some of the Pharisees said, like, who is this guy that he thinks he can forgive sins, right? And then mm-hmm. Jesus kind of knows what they're thinking and then responds and and basically challenges them that isn't that a more powerful miracle than, um, than to tell someone to get up and walk? And then he yeah. just, like, as, an, as, like, a cherry on top, just is like, oh, He's yeah, like, by oh, the way, that too, though. <laughs> get up and walk. But he says, because of their faith, um, he said, get up and walk. And so... Um, ben and I have been talking about this. Danielle and I talked about this this last week because she was, I think, teaching that topic to the junior hires. And what Let's we talked go. about is that um, we oftentimes skip over the sins are forgiven part and look for the physical miracle. And mm-hmm. be, our, our, our physical beings can't help but put more importance on someone walking than someone being saved for eternity. And I don't know why that is. Like, yeah. everybody... And I guess not everybody, but it seems like everybody, because definitely me. Yeah. At first glance, I think that him telling the man to get up and walk is a, a more crazy powerful, miracle. crazy miracle than him telling him that his sins are forgiven. But it, that's not true at all. Yeah. Like being able to forgive someone's sins and 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 guarantee them an eternity in heaven is way more yeah. important than someone having legs or walking and, yeah. and, and not to diminish the, the pain that that person went through, but it, it's just, it's, it's our physical, that, that's a fight between like spiritual um, and physical that we go through every day mm-hmm. and why we as a people have such a hard time laying down the battle that is physical for the bas- the battle that is 
spiritual. And sometimes, don't get me wrong, sometimes you have to fight physically for things that are that have spiritual implications. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but most often, we don't. And we fight these physical battles when the Bible says that the, the battle is not flesh and blood. It's spiritual. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. I went down a really long tangent there, um, but that's okay. Um, hey, you're good. We so all to recap that Jesus doesn't owe us anything, um, especially Jesus. Well, that's the first thing. Jesus doesn't owe us anything in general. He created like God created us. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, and so in general, he doesn't owe us anything, and especially he doesn't owe us anything because he died on the cross for our sins, and now. All, if all we have to do is believe in him and we get eternity in heaven, like what? It's a pretty fair, and then, pretty lopsided trade in our favor. Yeah, and then we still go searching for these blessings and miracles and things like that, which God will do anyways because he loves us so much, but that's not why we should be there, if that makes sense. Yep. And so the next one is, um, uh, whoops, let me... Shuffle on over the there. Yeah, the day five, the last one, or week five, I guess. It says, as Jesus, it's Luke 10, uh, 38. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman, woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And so this is actually interesting because we just talked about this today at church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a missionary, Reagan Glugosh, who is a missionary to Romania. Yep. And she said, like, the biggest message that she would share with the church, the common day church, is that we need to beware of distractions. Mm-hmm. And it was so good because, especially in a time like this, we can, we can get so thrown off course and distracted by things that don't have eternal implications or don't have the same weight of the gospel or, or like, being with Jesus or spending time. And so uh, the story of Mary and Martha, if you're familiar with it, I'll just recap really quick. Mary and Martha sure. are sisters. They're the sisters of Lazarus. If you know that story, I preached on that like two weeks ago. Yep. Um, so Mary and Martha um, opened their home to Jesus and the disciples. And as was custom of that time, Martha was um, taking it upon herself to make dinner and, and make preparations so that um, Jesus felt welcome in her home and she was being trying to be hospitable, which is which is awesome, which is great. Um, and then Mary decided that instead of doing that, which in that time was kind of a radical idea because that was her job, social norm. Yeah. At that time. And, uh, and so she decided that she would rather actually just sit with Jesus and learn from him, which is also a radical idea because in that, um, time and day, women weren't allowed to learn um, in the same capacities that men were. And so her to be sitting under direct teaching of, um, Jesus who was, you know, considered by many a rabbi and, um, but considered by some at that time, you know, the Christ son of the living God or whatever. So for her to be sitting under that, um, teaching was also a very kind of radical thing. And so Mm -hmm. anyway, so Martha says, um, she got upset because Martha, her sister left her to prepare all this food. Yeah, she's like, oh, you're cooking? I'm out here. Yeah, and so so Martha was upset, and Martha said, like, Jesus, like, don't you see my sister Mary's basically being super lazy and just talking to you and trying to get out of the work, and you tell her to come help me? And Jesus says, um, in a very sweet way, he just basically says that 
there's only one thing you need to worry about, and Mary has found that, and it'll never be taken away from her. Yeah. Meaning that you, let's let's stop being distracted by so many things. And it's great to have food and great to be hospitable, but if you spend all your time stressing about the party, if you spend all your time stressing about the event you're putting on, and you never get to spend time with the people that are there, then and, and it's a simple thing. It's like a it's like a wedding. This was the number one thing that people told me when Danielle and I got married. Number one thing that they um, the advice I got was like, and I said, okay, well, what, would, what would you do? And they said the day of your wedding, like be in the moment, like, like don't, mm. don't like be so worried about everything going, how you planned it or how you imagined it, because it's going to be different than your dream or imagined wedding. It, you know, it's going to yeah. be your actual wedding. And so if you're not in the moment, it'll fly by and you'll forget everything and it'll be a snapshot and like. And part of that's yeah. true. It just happens. You're just like so in the moment. It's like you don't even remember what happened. And then you forget. Like it's kind of crazy. You know, we basically threw this big party, right, for our wedding. And I half the, I can't remember half the people that were there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like yeah, you, you, there's so many distractions. Mm, for real, yeah. And so um, this is this is kind of the idea here that, the, of the song. Also, nothing else. You know, I just want you. I got to I gotta move everything out of the way. Especially in today's times, we could be distracted by the coronavirus. Not that it's not important, but it's not um, It's not going to save us. The coronavirus will not determine whether we go to heaven or hell. I'll just say that. Yeah, that's um, but And it's important physical for physical implications, but spiritual, not, not so much. And the, the political race and things like that and things going on in the world... Those can be distractions too, although very important. They can be distractions. They can become idols. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything, girls at school, guys at school, you know what I mean? Like What I mean by that is like yeah. guys liking girls, girls liking guys, whatever. Yeah, I went through that phase too. Like Girls were very distracting for me for a long time. It's not that I was like, you know, like doing anything crazy bad or anything. It's just like I was more interested in girls at when I was 13 years old than I was in Jesus oftentimes, yeah, no, that you know, out. and, and, uh, but, and even for some of you like juniors and seniors, right? College applications can be distracting, getting yeah. good grades and passing your AP test so that you can go to the college that your parents want you to go to can be just a distraction from, uh, the pursuit of Jesus. And like, I, like I've been saying with all this stuff, it's not that it's not important. I want you to go to the, like the college that you want to go to and I want you to be successful and I want yeah, you of to do all those things. But if at, if it ever becomes an, I don't, if it ever gets in the way of your relationship with Jesus, you have to figure out how to either cut it off or cut something else off or Bring figure out how to, and this is all the parents, if they're ever, if they're listening to this, they're going to super mad at me, but priority number one no matter what no matter where you live no matter where you're at priority number one is always jesus it has to be and that it's and it's crazy that that's actually kind of a radical idea especially here in america yeah and not to like bash on (laughs) america America. at all (laughs) i love america i would not want to live anywhere else and i would i would uh you know fight to conserve the space that we have so far been creating and not to say that it's been perfect because it hasn't been far from far from perfect to act like it has been perfect when we had slaves you know like less than 200 years ago that that would be silly um so it hasn't been perfect but the ideals that we've at least put forward 
have set us up in a place that if we keep going in that direction, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll create a space that is that is very, very healthy and very good. And so I would defend those things. But all to say that in America, the, the, the common um, goal for everybody is to be successful, to have a house, to to have the white picket fence, the the dogs, the, you know what I mean? Like the, the two and a half kids or <laughs> I say that cause it's like a statistic or whatever, right? It's the American dream to drive a nice car, to, to do the things that you want to do and yeah, all this kind of stuff. And, and, all that stuff. and it's great. Life is short. Have fun. I get that. But also all of that can get in the way of Jesus too. And so once again, priority number one, always, always, always has to be Jesus. And it's difficult because you've grown up and you always want to be a doctor. That's great. Be a doctor. But why? Yeah. Right? Like, th- that's what we have to start asking ourselves as Christians. It's not just what I want to do and Jesus fits somewhere into that. Jesus is not a piece of the puzzle. He's the fiber the puzzle was made out of. And we have yeah. to be able to to understand that 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 Jesus courses through our veins and he's not just a limb on in, on this body mm-hmm. right and so and so in our lives he's not a piece of it he's the whole thing and so how do we live our lives according and so going back to the example i want to be a doctor great right why am i doing that because i want to make a lot of money and live a good life okay but wrong answer why do i want to be a doctor right mm-hmm. because i want to help people find healing and find Jesus in the same Same space space, yeah send it you know what I mean like yeah whatever you want to do like and 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 you'll go through phases like I remember there was a time where Ben wanted to be like a pilot for a while yeah and that's and Danielle wanted to be a pilot for a while and 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 those are probably still dreams that are like kind of cool and that could be a hobby that you go through um but at some point you have to ask yourself why you know why why do why do I want to do this what do I want to do what I'm doing and and sometimes a job is just to pay the bills and just so that you can create a space where you could serve the church and that's great too. Um, but figure out what figure out how you're doing what you're doing to to further the kingdom and to be about Jesus. That that's like the biggest thing, I would say. And so for some, it's like okay, I'm just going to go into ministry because I feel called to that and I'm mm-hmm. going to do that and that's that's awesome. I want to be a firefighter. Okay, great. Why? Yeah. Because maybe I could save some people and in the moment I can lead them. To Jesus, cool, send it. You know what I mean? I want to yeah. be a cop. Why? Oh, I think it'd be cool to wear a uniform and I want to have, like, control over people. The okay, cop. wrong answer, right? Why Why do you want to be a cop, you know? And I've got lots of family members that are cops and, and, um, and friends who are aspiring to be cops. And the thing that I see in common with all those people right now is that they're, they're all doing it for good reasons, right? To make yeah. a difference, to be the change, to do this kind of thing, to show Jesus in the world, right? Those are good mm-hmm. things. Um, I'm going off on a tangent. I might not even need a question because I'm already going super long yeah. on this. Well, you're kind of encapsulating the one question I had anyway. Okay, ask it real I'll quick just and then we'll it. just keep going. <laughs> the question I had was, um, how do we make our focus on attention and affection better for jesus every day which you've yeah. basically been nailing i mean it's just checking your mindset yeah no that's good it's, it's basically sorry to cut no, you keep going keep going talk. what what um what brett is a super big advocate of and i've becoming myself is just the whole idea of self-reflection and really just looking over your thought patterns and just analyzing what you've been doing throughout the week thinking about all the thoughts the decisions you've made 
oh, was I nice to that person? Did I show Jesus in that moment? Did I show it in this moment? And the more you analyze that, the better you'll you'll get at just catching it in the moment before it even happens. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of the moral of the story going off that. No, it's good, man. It's like, it's like, um, I think, I don't think I missed anything. Okay. Um, Oh, you're good. You didn't hit it. It's like, it's like that conversation we had a little while ago about some submission and disagreement. It's the same thing Mm -hmm. because self-reflection is easy. If you think you're perfect, self-reflection is really hard once you start digging up dirt. And like, that's why like, and, and for me, like this last year, probably this last year has been the most life-changing year for me all because of the time I've spent digging up my dirt and figuring it out. And like, and part of it was because like, okay, like I decided like, you know, I'm a pastor. Like I need to live a life that reflects that. And I need to dig up the dirt and figure out what's going on and like, and figure out a way to, to be better and to do things uh, better or whatever. Right. And, and to spend time with Jesus. And we see it with, with pastors who have been pastors for a long time and they find themselves in, in the midst of like moral failures and things like that. And and I think a lot of that attributes to that. There is a lack of, of digging up the dirt and and giving it up. Right. And, and it sucks and it's hard. And it's like the scripture that talks about, I believe it was Jacob who wrestled with God. Was it Jacob? I believe. And then he named him Israel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Yeah, it was Jacob. Yeah. Um, who wrestled with God and that whole idea, I, I, I always thought it was weird. Like he's just like wrestling with an angel figure. Yeah. But I think there's like obviously literal implications there. But for me, sometimes the biggest wrestling with God is wrestling like with myself and figuring out why am I doing the things that I do. And when I dig up dirt, it's like, it's like, I don't know if you uh, I can't really ask you, but I'll ask you anybody, <laughs> anybody on the other side of this podcast, you ever been like called out by someone so hard that you like, you are furious and you want to fight, even though you know, they're totally right. Yeah. Like, well, you I just can got, answer. I've been there. <laughs> you just got absolutely beamed. Right. And yeah. you're like, and you're like, dude, I'm so mad because of like how I feel because all of because a sudden that checks out all of a sudden, all the dirt that you like tried to use as soil comes up and and it's rotten. And you're like, and, and it's like, it, it, it comes up to the surface and it's ugly and it's gross and you want to push it away. But someone just threw it right in your face. And how do you deal with that? Yeah. It's like the same thing. It's like you in 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 those moments you'll you'll find yourself like for th- two three weeks afterwards thinking about it every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so mad that person called me out. Like, I can't believe that. And then eventually, the more you think about it, the more you humble yourself and get to like you know I think they're actually super right, right? But it yeah. takes a long time, and that's sometimes what self reflection looks like. As like as I I bring up this dirt, and I give it to God, and he and he lets me know you know like how that how how it looked and what was going on and i know how it looked and what was going on and i wrestle with it and it hurts and i and i and i and i don't sometimes the hard truth is i don't want to let it go right yeah and 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 jesus is like hey i would really like to give you something right now but your hands are closed trying to hold on to that thing that you were dealing with right so you just have to give it up and once you give it up once you once you release it fully and then he takes it and it's good, but it's just like, we ha- we have to be in a constant battle to just, yeah. I think just <clears throat> reflect and love on Jesus. The whole yeah. Time. I think it goes without saying that, that 
that whole give it up process is actually probably one of the hardest things you'll have to do. Oh, yeah. Because it, it's it's easy to say, like, oh, I just I gave it up to God. But you know how much, like Brett was saying, like wrestling with yourself, wrestling with your in the spirit, how much you actually go through when you have to give something up like that? Because naturally, as humans, we're prideful people. Yeah. We're, we're prideful. It's built into us. So... You, at least for me personally, I hate being wrong. I don't want to be wrong, even if I am wrong. I'll fight till the very end yeah, to, no, exactly. to not be. And so for me, stuff I've experienced in my life, giving giving up control to a, of a situation to God and be like, you know what? That person said something. They were super right. I know they were right. But help me fix it. Work, yeah. work with me. Let me just give it up to you fully is actually super hard. But once you do it, I mean, there's a huge relief and you just feel like a weight's off your shoulders and you're like, okay, I can breathe now. Now let's, let's game plan it. Let's figure it out. Let's, how do yeah. I go about that next time that happens? Cause it will happen again. It's life, but yeah, it's all how you respond. There's so many good examples. It's like, what it makes me think of is like the smartest people in the world will tell everybody that they don't know hardly anything. Yeah. And why is that? Is because they've taken the time to figure that out. To figure out, yeah. It's like that's where that's where true hum- humility comes from. Mm-hmm. And not to say like I'm not saying I'm a like a <laughs> humble person because uh, that would be kind of the opposite. But yeah. I found myself in the most humble moments because I realized how jacked up I am yeah. and how like unworthy I am to be doing what I'm doing in certain ways. Um, don't worry. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not struggling with anything crazy. It's just, it's just internal thoughts. It's we're all humanness. Yeah. We're all filthy rags. Right. And, uh, um, I just don't want to freak any anybody out, but, um, but that's where the humility comes from is, is not to, that's where like, you know, you've heard of false humility. False humility is someone acting in a way that they think is humble when they don't fully understand themselves. Humility yeah. really comes when you fully understand yourself mm-hmm. and fully understand who Jesus is uh, and compare the two. Yeah. Cause that, that's where, that's where I'm humbled, right? It's like. Oh, I thought I was all I that in a bag of chips. I thought it was super good, but yeah. then I and then yeah. I look at Jesus and and I and I question, man, how do you respond like that? How? Yeah, you know, like, and, and we don't we don't really dive deep into some of these texts, like, and some of the simple ones that we made fun of as kids, like turn the other cheek. Yeah, you know how profound that text is. Yeah, that's literally wild. Brett talked about this last week, tell, or tell two me, weeks ago. Punch me in the face, and mm-hmm. and and tell me. To turn the other cheek, right? Yeah, hit this one too. There's absolutely no way. Yeah. And it's like, and and you when you wrestle with that and actually actually wrestle with it and actually put yourself in that situation, what would I do? You realize you come up short every single time, mm-hmm. and but then you strive for it. Now it's like it's a new competition for me. It's yeah. like if someone slapped me or punched me in the face, like I would fight so hard to be like, okay, here's the other side, hit that one too. Yeah. Right, and like. Not to say that I would actually do it, but that's the response, and it makes no sense. And why would we do that? And um, I don't know. It just, it's just, it's tough. It's crazy thoughts. But that's where, like, this whole idea of nothing else. Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't really want anything else but Jesus. Because yeah. when you fully get that life, life is not easy by any means. I was gonna means. say it doesn't necessarily get easy, but you'll always be tested. 
but it gets easier to overcome those tests. I do believe that. It's I don't know how to explain this. It's it's it is easier. What I mean by that is Um, I I'm trying to think of an an analogy. You're good. I, w- I want to live more as mm-hmm. a Christian than I would if I was not a Christian. Mm-hmm. My will to live, if that makes sense. Okay. So we'll use depression as the example. Mm-hmm. I've been talking with a lot of students about depression recently because they've been locked in their house for nine months. What do you expect, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. It's kind of crazy, but... But here's the thing is like, well, I was thinking about it for a long time. I don't know if I didn't believe in God, I don't know why I would want to live. Mm-hmm. Like not, not that I would, not that I would get to the place where I, I, I would end it or anything like that. I just, I just don't but know just how, I don't know how you're happy living. I don't know how you want to wake up in the yeah. morning. I don't know how you find any purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you see there's there's rampant sin in 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 different areas of the world. Why? Because it has no it has no implications to them. It means nothing, mm-hmm. and it's fun, and it and it feels good, and it like does all this. Yeah. But the the moment that you realize who Jesus is, you trust him. Life becomes this like it illuminates. It's bigger. It's you see everything clearer. It's yeah. easier in that way because I could finally see it. Right. Yeah. I could finally see what's around me and and stop like going off of what I'm feeling and experiencing and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, that's good. So in a way it's easier. There's going to be more persecution. You're going to have to carry the cross with Jesus. There's going to be things that are tougher, but at the end of the day, it's like, if I'm ready for heaven, if I know what heaven's like, there's no way it can, nothing's going to stop me from getting can, there. Yeah. Anything here can bring me down. There's no way. Cause it's like, okay, cool. That's where you have these, you see these people with intense faith. They, you know, someone puts a gun to their head and they're like, denounce christ and you're like are you giving me a free ticket to heaven send it yeah you know what i mean like and that's a crazy mindset to like be in and and it's slightly dangerous i guess because you know you get so excited that it's like we still have a job to do here on earth but yeah but that's where faith comes into play it's crazy anyways we went super long on that which is (laughs) yeah we always talk about how we're gonna let's just get through this or not just well we've done pretty good recently but that i think this was a really good conversation though yeah, I think this discussion was good. Um, and we did. And something I'm obviously really passionate about. I basically preached the message at you guys for that. Yeah, you'll love to see that. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or whatever it was. Yeah, um, just vibing on the potty. The potty. <laughs> the potty. We're, neither of us are on the potty. We're the, the podcast abbreviated. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because it sounds silly. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. Thanks for... Um, indulging us and letting us talk for that long about that topic and mainly me I was going off but I'm very passionate about that space in my life right now because I found I my wife and I and some of the people around us recently this last year I found Jesus um, to be more than we expected him to be and to be clearer than we ever have seen him before and it's it's been life-changing and it's I I told I told Danielle this the other day it's like and I told my dad this a little while ago too um, that sometimes it's actually tough to like, w- once you're in full pursuit of Jesus, sometimes it's, it's tough to be, um, relevant <laughs> Yeah. in no, terms of like, out. I don't know how to relate to normal life sometimes because like, you feel like you're 
almost looking at it from like a, a different, completely different mindset than everybody. Well, yeah, it's, and it's going to come in different stages, but normal life matters absolutely zero to me anymore. Yeah. Like I will provide for my family. I'll put food on the table. I'll do whatever I need to do, but it's not about success for me anymore. It's literally. Yeah. And, and like I said, I'm not perfect at all. And I, I still like find myself wanting to fight some dude to pick up basketball on a Saturday, but, like, <laughs> but, but, I, but when I, when I, the one thing that has happened this year and I don't know if it's good, bad or indifferent. And if you think it's bad, hit me up and, and we'll let, let's talk and about we'll it. Chat. But, but so many of the things that matter to so many people that matter absolutely zero to me makes mm-hmm. no difference in my life. I, I honestly don't care. Yeah. And it's like. Um, and I think it's because like, I, I, I just look at Jesus and I'm like, would he make a big deal out of this? And every time, almost every time it's no, he wouldn't, he doesn't care yeah. about that. Right. It's like, it's like this story with Mary and Martha. Like we all, every single one of us would side with Martha if we were in that story. Every single one of yeah, us. Yeah, no, for sure. But it didn't matter to Jesus. So actually, if you disagree with me, thank you because everybody disagreed with Jesus too. <laughs> and yeah, that's and true. so maybe that's the sign that we might be on the right page, the right direction. If, if, and this is for everybody, not just for me. I'm not, I'm not crowning myself like, like yeah, all, king of all this. No, stuff. no, no, no. But look, if this is where you could tell if maybe you're right on the right direction, if, if worldly people are disagreeing with you about everything, then you might be on the right track. Yeah. You might be doing something. That's right. good. Good little so, thing to keep in your back pocket. If you have someone very, if you have a righteous person who's disagreeing with you, then check it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you might want so, to work it out. So if I have one of my mentors or or, or <laughs> trusted people in my life come up to me and be like, "Brett, you're way off on that," then I'll, I'll humble myself and be like, "Okay, well, let's talk about let's it." Let's reevaluate. You know? But I got fired up there, so I apologize. But um, <laughs> it just doesn't matter, it just man. Happens, it's buddy. just. It's it, there's things that are so much bigger than what everybody what we're all worrying about right now, and uh, it's just I don't know it's crazy to me. That checks out, but I don't want to get too crazy into that because right, then people argue that. And let's yeah. let's, let's let's get to it. our draft. Let's, run it. let's get to our draft. Ben, intro the draft so I can stop talking for a couple minutes. <laughs> okay, so this week we're gonna draft the best worship songs of all time, <laughs> excluding. Yeah. Like classic hymns and stuff. Oh yeah, we decided to exclude hymns, not because we don't like hymns, just because. But it's because for this. you would, the whole list would be hymns. Yeah. If you if you picked like best or greatest worship songs of all time, because they were like they were like the biggest the thing for the longest time, and people still stand by them to this day. So, for fairness of the draft, we're doing like relatively modern contemporary worship music. So yep. like '90s and up, essentially. Yep. Because that's where we that's where it kind grew of up in. Yeah, that's where it changed, huh? Okay, so that's what we're going to bang off. And then, like was mentioned earlier, throughout the week, we're going to have two drafts posted on the, the old Instagram account because we forgot last week's. So. Yeah, so last week's was the biggest fears, and this one's going to yeah, be best. So if you listen songs. to the podcast, you know, and you're probably like, where was the draft? But it's okay. So this week, let's without further ado, rock, paper, scissors it right now. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Come on, dude. Boom. I've been getting clapped in that lately. All right. All right, there's a super clear one-on-one here, and I'm going to pick it, and it's Oceans. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was mine. Oceans was, if you I have another one that I think is actually a heater, but... Oceans no, I, is the biggest song. So this is this is unpopular opinion. I actually think there's way better songs than Oceans, 
it's probably, just the one that popped off the most. <laughs> no, it was it was the entire country. Like it was in the. I mean, I don't I don't know. I wasn't around the world, but it seemed as if for a moment, for a few years of life, that oceans was the anthem of the world, saying to Jesus all at, all at the same time. And I think that's a cool thing. Everybody, you know, yeah, at least in America, everybody's saying oceans at their church at least once. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, and then I'm sure it was saying ev- around all the, world, the world, everywhere. Yeah. Dude, th- that, sorry to interrupt. The Hillsong like actually did a show <laughs> in Israel I, that was where they played this, and it was literally disgusting. It's the it was dopest so thing good. ever. So so good. Yeah. So oceans is my number one, number one pick because I think I think I don't necessarily think it's the best song. Ever, I think it's amazing, but I think it was the most impactful song of all time. I think okay. outside of, like I said, if it was hymns, hymns would win every time because you like Amazing Grace, yeah. number one. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But for for this genre of music, of Oceans. Okay, Oceans. I'm gonna go with another classic Hillsong song, and I'm gonna go with uh, with everything. That's on my list. Live in Miami, 2008 or whatever. <laughs> That song just there's something about it that hits different when they hit the the what part. So this is interesting. Wow, it's crazy. I, <laughs> this is interesting because I think actually at the same exact time, mm-hmm. or around the same exact time, Oceans was the song of the Big C Church. Yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. like, and with everything was the song of the. The youth, the youth for that year, which was it's it's crazy. It seemed like there was a revival that came almost with that song, for to yeah. a certain extent. Um, because I've you know I was in those worship services where we're yeah, like we're going yeah. ham to that with song. everything we will shout. Yeah, for wow, you know it's it's like going off, you know, and everyone's dude. screaming wow. <laughs> Yeah. But like, if you think back, you never were sending that on a Sunday morning, and no. like the old people in the church singing, "Wow!" You know, yeah. it was just. But that song's super good, and so I'm I'm down. It's a lot, like, buddy. That's a good example. With everything, I think was more impactful for me than Oceans ever was. Yeah, that checks out. But, Oceans was definitely the bigger song, though. Yeah. All right, let her rip. Oh, uh, oh, I'm gonna go with another one with this this same time frame that I think was a similar impact. Okay, and I'm picking Cornerstone. Very good one. I think that was a really big song. Similar time. Corner. That one album the was yeah, uh, one of the best albums of all time. Yeah, in terms they had of worship some music. heaters on that one though. I thought I think it was like a couple albums in a row, but there's like the Zion al- album. That that's really, where Oceans really was. I think that's where Cornerstone was too then. No, it was on the one before that. It's like a yellow album. It's different. I'm oh, you're right. You. Okay. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, I think it was one before that. It was on this one, like the Electric Cross. Oh, okay. Um, But anyways, oh, I snuck a hymn in there because Cornerstone has the verses are a hymn. Yeah, but... It's good. I don't think it can. No, no, I, no, I don't yeah, think it's just a him. No, I'm, I'm still picking it. You're like, not yeah, changing. no, it doesn't matter. I'm not changing my pick. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, that doesn't. My hope is on nothing than Jesus, but it Yeah, that song slapped. 
and then like the every, oh, yeah, everyone everyone like um <laughs> all the guys who ever led that song tried to do the oh Christ you know what, yeah. I mean? what he says we we'll run on and he starts building like he does in the track everybody yeah. tried to do that Christ <laughs> you love me right there okay. it is there's my two picks. This is gonna be like what did we what did we pick that one to oh we picked bands and I yeah. lost because I was old I was too old yeah and I feel like I'm on the, I'm going You're in a similar on that direction right now, right now. So. yeah <laughs> okay I'm gonna go with hmm I'm gonna go with Revelation song that's a good one that one might be a little bit less known. Um, maybe by the title, but not if you start singing. Not if you Where listen to the lyrics. The boom, everyone's on the page. who was slain. Holy, holy is That's a great song. Uh, clothes and rainbows, oblivion color. Flashes of lightning, rose darkness. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Turn it punk. Uh, no, it's great. That was a really big song for like... Long time. A long time. I brought it back for a little while too at the church. Yeah, I after it was it. already gone. I yeah, but you're like, I was there was a there's a time. It was like two or three years ago, probably three years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, three four years ago, where I full sent some old songs again, like and just would put them in the rotation all the time. Yeah, it was a little gangster. I did Revelation song and I I brought back Healer. That was one I brought back. Yeah, and your mom would sing it. Yeah, I believe you're my healer. I love that song. Ugh. Yeah, that was a really good one. It's not on my list, but there, I just gave it up. Um, all right, my next pick. I'm gonna bring it to. Eventually, I'll, I'll eventually I will uh, diversify from Hillsong, but not till after this pick. Okay. So I think the next dude pick, Hillsong just owned the early 2000s. Yeah. Well, I mean, they basically owned the last the 90, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. I think so. This this is a this is a hot take. I. I think Elevation is the best worship. Yeah. Oh, I know where you're going. I, I think agree. they're the best worship band group right now. Yeah. But I will say for for this time, moment in time, twenty the year 2020, Maverick City Music is pushing them hard right now. They're, yeah, they're actually popping off. They're pushing them super hard and on in the terms 20th, of the most like, like lyrically... And just Talent. anointed songs. Maverick City Music is pushing hard. But I will yeah. say, Hillsong, because of their like because of their impact in the early two thousands, Hillsong has remained as the most impactful band. Not and it's not even close. So that's why yeah. you still have songs that are pop up like this next one I'm gonna pick. What a beautiful name. Yeah, that's it. We've talked about this one here before. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the only it was the first worship song to like win a Grammy or something. I'm I'm maybe not, not sure first about that because I think there's gospel songs that won Grammys and things like that. But it was but one yeah of, they won a Grammy yeah um, which is a huge deal. Um, so uh, but you could look that up, fact check it. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm gonna check check it really quick. Um, what a beautiful name. And so I think even during the time that what a beautiful name was written, I think ele- elevation and. Um, some other bands are putting out maybe even better music in different ways, but but 
um, that was one of the greatest, What a Beautiful Name is one of the greatest songs of all time. And I'm trying not to get controversial in here because there's always like people who like try and find reasons that the lyrics are wrong and all this kind of stuff. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. There's a line in the song that says, he didn't want heaven without us. So So Jesus, you brought brought heaven down. down. And some people have a problem with that because they think like Jesus needed us (laughs) in heaven. Uh, No, it doesn't say need. It says want. And (laughs) so, yes, Jesus wanted us in heaven. And uh, that's the whole point of this story in redemption. If he didn't want us there... Right when Adam and Eve sinned, he wouldn't have cared. So, yeah, so uh, th- there's there's that. Anyway, so get beamed. No, I didn't <laughs> there find we go. the fact check by the way. So, so we're good. All right, what's your next pick? Uh, I'm going to keep this wrong. I think I can sneak one later that you won't pick. So I'm gonna go with. Our God, is it awesome? God, he reigns. I'm picking awesome God. That's, you were literally, I mean, that's a great song, but you were literally just making fun of me for being old school. And yeah, and that's back super to back. old school. <laughs> yeah, but dude, that song was banging. Yeah, that, that was like sick. when worship music took like an upbeat punk route. Yeah. And it was like, man. We should send that song on a Sunday. I guarantee you ha- half the... Everybody would start jumping. The one part where they just cut all the instruments. <laughs> oh. I'm getting chills in the oh, spirit right now. Man, that's so funny. Okay. Uh, okay, so now I'm going to switch it up. I will pick my first Elevation worship song. Okay. And I think it's probably their most impactful worship song that they've ever written, and it's mm-hmm. Do It Again. Yeah. Um, that song was really big for a while. I mean, yeah. it's still really big. It was one of the first songs that was painfully honest. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, like a like, like there's psalms, like psalms in the Book of Psalms that are lament psalms. Lament meaning like sorrowful, like like questioning almost. And this is one of the first songs that I remember. Like, I heard it live. And it was the first time I'd ever heard it. And I was like, that song is like brutally honest. Because like the first line is like walking around these walls. I thought by now they'd fall. Yeah. Which is just painfully honest. Like where you're just being honest with God. Like I'm walking around these walls right now. now. And I thought for sure that the, that you would have come through for me already. And, And so the implications of that is like, you haven't yet. So what do I do then? And it's like, and it's that whole topic of like, even if, Yep. That's that what that song means is, you know, great is your faithfulness. You know, your promise still stands no matter what, even if these walls yeah. don't come down. Yep. You know, I've seen you do it and you'll do it again, you know, whatever. So that song's super good. Love it. Do it again. I sent it. Banger. Okay. I'm going to take us into the, the 21st century as well. Just blo- actually that one was in the 20th century. Uh, whatever. I'm going to go for it and I'm going to go with. There's two on this album. I'm going to pick As You Find Me from Hillsong. Oh, that's a great song. That came out earlier this year. This isn't and, the best corporate worship song. Yeah, but, um, the, but, but it is a lyrically, phenomenal Lyrically, if you're by yourself song. and just listen to this song, it literally makes me cry almost every single time. Every time. 
It's incredible. It's crazy, dude. It's one of those songs like if you did sing it corporately, nobody would sing. They no. would just be sitting there just weeping. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crazy good song if you haven't listened to it. We uh, probably we, one of my favorite we, songs. We this talked year. about that song um, at Winter Retreat last year. Yeah, we did. Uh, you love me as you find me. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, uh, I think we're going six rounds. If that's yeah. cool, because we have yeah, a lot. I have plenty more. I feel so bad because I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm leaving off some heaters. But. Yeah, I'm gonna leave off some really good ones. This is kind of a bummer. Just All right, I'm around. being antagonistic. Okay. I just decided. Okay. I can't. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing another. I'm doing a, one of the best and most sung songs of the last <laughs> five years and maybe the most controversial, and I don't care, and I'm picking it, and it's Reckless Love. That's another heater. And yes, God's love is reckless at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, that argument blows my mind. People are really passionate about it. They're like God, God is not a god of it's chaos. It's all calculated. Yeah, reckless does not mean chaos. Yeah, reckless means a disregard for self. Yeah, which obviously Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Yeah. he literally disregarded himself. It was reckless. Being non-reckless is saving myself. Jesus doesn't care about saving himself. Um. And it's the story of the 99 sheep. Who goes after one sheep? Yeah. Think about this. Somebody who's reckless. Let's put this today. Okay? You are a dog breeder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have like, I don't know how I remember many dogs, 10 dogs that just had puppies. So you have 100 puppies. One runs off into the woods. And you are out with the other 99 in the woods just walking as well. in the middle of a field or something yeah you're not in the house you can't lock them up you're just out in the middle of nowhere you have to keep an eye on them would you leave the 99 puppies to go find the one no you wouldn't it makes no sense it's reckless yeah. jesus did that there you go there's my argument reckless love reckless love i love okay. that song uh i'm gonna go <laughs> yeah i'm Changing my strategy from last time, and I won last time, so it's probably stupid. But I'm going back with some oldies because this is one Brett Reinhardt. There's, there's one I really hope you pick because I want to pick it, and I don't know if I will. So I hope you pick it. Anyways, keep going. It might be this one. It's one Brett brought back recently at a worship night. Oh, no, it's not that one, but send okay, that. That's yeah. a great song. I'm going to pick Heart of Worship. Which is an absolute banger. You, and the, that's well, a, a lot of people that's have a heater pick. A lot of people have made like new renditions of it lately. Yeah, you might. If people know that I don't song, know, you might win the draft just because. If of people that song. know that song, I will. I'm confident that that's a really, really good pick. That's and this late of a round, that's, that's a that one song. I was saying. I, I think I can get this one later. It's a great, 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 great pick. The one that I. Um, you can pick it because I'm not going to, or you don't have to. Well, the one that I was hoping off. you were going to say was the stand, because I, I have that. I think that's a list too. that's a phenomenal yeah. song, but I I'm not gonna pick it. Yeah, because I I think there's songs that have meant. I'm trying to do greatest of all time, but I'm also trying to put at least one or two songs that meant the world to me. Yeah, and the stand was great, but it, I don't know that it 
changed me, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, Some no. of these songs have changed me. For sure. Um, that was on my list, too. Keep it as an honorable mention. So, okay, so this is the last round. I'm leaving off so many. We'll do an honorable mention because um, there's so many songs that are so good. But, and this is a one, this is one that was written like this year. So it's going to be, it's probably not going to be a vote getter as like greatest worship song of all time. Uh, but it has been recently the greatest song for me and the most impactful one for me recently. And it's uh, called Communion by uh, yeah. Maverick City Music. I already wrote it on my list before you finished saying it. And, uh, absolute heater yeah this song tears me up like right now i'm even like talking about it it's like i get like all super emotional the first line it's like that verse we talked about today in the reading the first line of the song says take me back to the garden and if you dig into what that actually means it's dumb (laughs) like in a good way yeah it's 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 so good the concept of of closeness to Jesus and in the in in creation's longing for that again, and uh, and knowing that we ha- we can find that, uh, yeah. it's just it's just life changing. Um, yeah, they are crazy good this year, like you've been saying. Yeah, well, and that's that story means so much to me in different ways that I don't care to get into right now. But like mm-hmm. the place where you find that is not often where you thought you would. Yeah. The place where you find that intense closeness with God sometimes is the worst day of your life. Mm-hmm. The, or the or what should have been the worst moment or day of your life. And then all of a yeah. sudden, because you have nothing, you're like... All you have is oh, Jesus. Yeah, you're like, and you're like, I don't well, ever want to leave here. Yeah. And, you, you know, it's, it's just crazy. That is wild. That song had me like big boy crying during worship practice the first time we sing it yeah like not even the service there's nobody in the room and i'm bawling my eyes out while everyone's <laughs> while you're trying to sing it yeah it's crazy yeah Anyways, absolute there you go banger. communion look it up it'll change your life yeah it's a crazy good song played it today yeah we did okay uh my final pick oh no <laughs> There's so many that I still want. Yeah, I've got like 25 still on my list. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to go with another. I'm going to end it with an old one. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stick to my plan. And this is one that, dude, I remember crying to this song when I was like 10 years old in my in my bed. <laughs> and it's uh, Lead Me to the Cross. Oh, that's Hillsong. a great one. That's funny. Oh, lead me. <laughs> That one was super Lead like me to the cross. It gets all uh, quiet. You're like, no, don't. That, that was like, oh, yeah, that man. was, that was, <laughs> that's funny. That was like a, a heater. The closest that contemporary Christian music ever got to Evanescence. If you know what that yep. band is, yep. that's the closest that we've ever gotten to it. We dipped in there it's and then we're like, super mm. goth. That song is, it's yeah. super funny. The genre. But um, it's so if you don't sick. know who Evan F- Evanescence is, they're the ones that sing that song. Wake me yeah. up, wake me up inside. Yeah, lead me yeah. to the cross. Give me those types of vibes. That's a great song though. I mean, I've played it many times. Um, oh, it's so good though. It is. Um, here's my honorable mentions. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite songs of all time. Another one that would just wrecked me for a while, and I kind of wish I would have picked it, but it's okay. Um, so will I. I had that one just a beautiful um story story of 
creation. Also, the line that says, <laughs> I'm coming at people, <laughs> the line that says uh, evolving in pursuit of what he said, yes. it's facts. And just because it says evolve and it's close to evolution, doesn't mean evolution. and your parents thought you evolution was the devil, um, doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, let's talk about it, though. Um, I'm in a mood right now, and it's fine. <laughs> He's feisty. Um, <laughs> no, anyways. So in a in a in a peace, blessed are the peacemakers way about that. <laughs> what I mean is, me. <laughs> what I mean is, why why couldn't God speak something and in, in all of creation evolve in pursuit of what? god had said how does that not make sense you know what i mean um yeah so there's that look at look at the human race you cannot say we haven't evolved yeah you know what i mean like if I, something simple if i took a if i took a a penny the most worthless almost thing in in our culture today a penny if i took a penny two thousand years ago or 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 farther back, they'd be like, "What the heck?" What is, is that? If I if I you know if I if I took a penny to like the beginning of creation, it's this metal thing with yeah. pictures on it. How did you do that? How, and I'd be like, "I actually have no clue." It's just <laughs> I found this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Anyways, there's my thing for that song. You love to hear it. And I got a little feisty. It's funny, but I don't actually mean it. I love you. Um, and if you think that if you have issues with that song, let's talk about it. And I could also be wrong. And so. Let's talk about it. Um, Living Hope is another one I put on there. Yep. Phil it's a great song. The Stand, we talked about that. How He Loves was a great song. I that one too. Uh, Refiner is another one that Robert recently is super good. Sinking Deep is was a, another Ooh. another song of the youth. I'm actually super surprised that one didn't get picked. Yeah, it's a super good song. It should have probably should have got picked. I low-key forgot um, it existed. The only fast song I put on the list, Glorious Day, I think yeah, it's probably maybe the best, song. one of the best fast songs of all time. Um, Raise mm. a Hallelujah is another one I have on here. Yeah. Hosanna. I had that one. one. I was debating I about picking that one. With You by Elevation I think is a wonderful song. Yep. Also brutally honest. Um, Mighty to Save is another. That's one of the, one we were talking on, on that Hillsong album. That's yeah. one that was super, super big. Another one that probably should have made the list in like the crowd that's older than us is probably gonna get mad at us but how great is our god is yeah. uh, another song that is was sung a lot and is a great song but anyways any honorable mentions from you uh ten thousand reasons oh yeah that's a good old song i had the blessing which is a new song yeah it's good. that song's crazy good i had another in the fire which is another new hill song song that's great uh I had Shout Unto God. That song slapped. Yeah, that's a good one. That was another like kind of punky. Shout like, Unto God. When Hillsong went like alternative for like one album. And it was yeah. like, all right, back to whatever we were doing. And then I had oh, another. Sorry to cut you off. No, song good. that I just remembered that was literally so dope. I might bring it back for youth because they need it. But it's The Beautiful Exchange. That song is Dude, so good. Read my list. <laughs> That's that what I was just one? gonna say. That was my last one. Oh, that song is so. That song good. literally slaps. I'm, oh. I'm actually kind of mad I didn't pick that one. Holy but are you, God. God. Oh. Holy is your name. <laughs> That's so Dude, good. Dude, that song is literally so good. Oh my goodness, you guys got a lot out of this episode. It was yeah, one of our longest. One of our longest <laughs> ones. You got us singing. You got us getting. You got me preaching. You got <laughs> you got a whole sermon in this got, thing. You got us overly hyped about random worship songs from like the early nineties. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, early 
or 2000, 2000 like take it all was another one take take take, take it, it all take yeah that was a song of the people um we're living for your name the beautiful exchange oh that song is so good another yeah. one that we forgot um that was a song of the youth was i surrender by Hillsong. Yep. Like a rushing wind, yeah. Yeah, that song's good. Um, we're literally vibing. Yeah, those were all on one album. Yeah, that's wild. That's the thing. Here's Hillsong. Here's Hillsong's mo. They'll put out an album that's oh my lord, and they'll put out three that are kind of eh. And yeah, then they'll then put they'll out put another out one. one that's, oh my lord! And they'll put out three that are like, right eh. now. and yeah, their newest one right now is one that I I can listen to every song and it not be like, so wow. Crazy. But every everyone is coming out with great music right now. Like yeah. Elevation's last album, with incredibly good with Rattle and Graves in the Gardens and my testimony, my testimony and uh, the available on that album, available on that album. And great. What would oh. you do? Yeah. Oh my, that <laughs> that that one at all. No, nah, I'm tapped out. Yeah. I can't. We can't even talk about that song. Yeah. Uh, that song messes me up, and it's not like it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we're, we're good. Can, we're good. Um, the list I have: Oceans, Cornerstone, What a Beautiful Name, Do It Again, Reckless Love, and Communion. And Ben has with everything: Revelation song, Awesome God, As You Find Me. Heart of Worship and Lead Me to the Cross. Um, I put Lead to Me the Cross. <laughs> on my list. Lead to Me the Cross. Lead, lead to Me. Dos. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's late. Okay. Well, hey, we love you. It's over. We've already gone late enough. Hopefully, you vibed with us the whole time. Let's if you made go. it this long, um, send one of us a text yeah. if you have our number or hit us on Instagram or something. Yeah. If you made it, if you made it this long, the keyword. Um, to bring up to me at a uh, youth on Wednesday is wave storm. If you give me, if you <laughs> say that word, I'll give you a gift card. Cause I don't know how anybody would make it this long. <laughs> it's for like an hour. <laughs> come up to me and say wave storm and I'll give you like an Amazon gift card or something. So love you all. Uh, with no further ado, I'm Brett. I'm Ben. And that's all we got later. Cue the outro. <laughs> Peace.